And it's been two weeks, and we're back with another episode of Me, You, and Jeju, the number one English language podcast about Jeju Island. I <laughs> I assume. <'cause, laughs> you don't even know if that's true? You're just well, I mean, throwing like, how, it out there? Do you know of any other Jeju Island English language podcast? <laughs> I don't know. That's right. We are the number one. We are the number one now. Here we go. We're claiming it. (laughs) True or not. True or not. We're claiming it. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad. And you? Yeah, I'm doing. um, We'll we'll get to that. Um, We got some attention on Twitter, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, based on our last last little thing. That was cool. Yeah, it's not every day that the U.S. Navy likes... Uh, Something our, our YouTube tweeted. content, our YouTube yeah. content, yeah. But really gonna, cool. We're gonna get more into that a little bit later okay. today. But I thought I'd start off with a somber topic about Jeju beer. Have you heard about the new rumblings of what's when going you on say, with Jeju beer? When you say somber, I just all I picture is our stocks going down even further. I don't even know if that's possible that they could go <laughs> down further. So, all right, hit me with the bad news. No, we're gonna start off with. The good news first, which oh, is that okay. JJ right. beer like, is being exported to Europe. Isn't that weird? JJ beer is that's the, cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? JJ beer be... announced this month that they're ex- exporting three of their beers the, the famous, the, the first one, the, the wheat the, beer, the, mm-hmm. the Pelong Ale, and the Jamong Ale, which is the new dark beer. They're being exported to thousands of bars restaurants okay. and like stores in Britain, Germany, and France. Germany, huh? I wonder, I, I would love to, well, anyways, yeah, I really wonder how J2 beer will go over there. I, I'm wondering that, imagine going to like a bar, like you're in Germany like, and yeah. going, and seeing a, a can of, of Jeju ale right there on well, the shelf. One thing is I think they are, Jeju ale does a really dynamic job with their, can uh uh art branding yeah brands thank you for that word that wasn't coming to my head <laughs> um and i think they you know i haven't been a year for a while but i i feel like uh m- mostly it's simple but i think uh jeju is pretty eye-catching so maybe mm. maybe maybe but then tasting it oh anyways it'll it would be interesting to hear so wait then yeah. our stocks, our stock should be through the roof. We'll, we'll get to that because I uh, didn't know that. Did just you tell know, me. Did you know that India, that the beer is already like available in like India, Thailand, Singapore, and China? I didn't know that. It's already available. Jeju beer? Jeju beer. Since 2019. It's been available what? in those countries. Right? They're I, not, they're not, they're not messing around over here. No, 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 no. But I mean, like they're the number one, like beer, yeah. uh, craft beer in Korea. Right, they've done fantastic okay. over the. I just like imagine going. Like, I had no idea. Like, yeah, imagine being in Thailand and being like, yeah, I'll, okay. Well, beer's beer's beer, right? Like, it's good. You know, you like trying different Ooh, things. You just lost a lot of listeners when you just said beer is beer. No, I mean, beer is beer. Like, I will drink it even if it's bad. Is kind of what I mean, right? Like, if you have no choice, like they yeah, have beer here, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's better than mm. water, right? Mm. Um. But that brings us to our uh, stocks. I got off the phone with our banker, and um, <laughs> okay. and, we, uh, and so the last time we talked, how many stocks did we have? Do you remember? Thirty-one. 
Oh, no, 32. that's what we started off with. Started off with 30. Okay. Last time okay. we talked, she, uh, our banker had bought, she, had bought us some more. 160. She bought, so now our total is 160 or 190? Was 160. Now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We might need okay. to get a new banker. We have a 760 stocks of Deidre beer. What? How, how? Wait, how do you lose? I mean, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know things, but I didn't know you could lose stocks. I just thought you lost money on the no, stock. We didn't lose the stocks. We had now we had 160. Since then, we have 760 stocks. Oh, I thought you said 76. No, 760. How do we have 700? What is our banker doing? I don't know. Trying to, I don't know. So we trying have to, to, she's trying to, she's trying to make us retire in a couple of years or in the poor house because we, we like, we, we're going to be like members of the board at this rate at how many stocks. I think that's yeah, how I, stocks work, right? Yeah, I think so. I would love, do you think it's possible to get a breakdown on how many people own shares? I guess so. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we okay. have a lot of stocks now. We have a lot of stocks. So do we have any <laughs> money? Do we have any money? We have lost. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. 400 and So that's equivalent to 450 bucks. I think we need a new banker. I think like, we need this a new banker. Ridiculous. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly how we have more stocks and we lost that much more money. Like, well, her, okay. Her, her, the banker explained to me that our portfolio is based on uh, when the stocks goes down, it means they're they're cheaper. So she purchases more when they are cheaper, hoping that when it goes up again, one day, one day, we the, can we'll get some money back. Yeah, like yeah. it's a long. Yeah, because we're not taking. Yeah, it's a long game. Okay. It's a long game. Like we're not going to. But man, that's a lot of money <laughs> lost. The stock is at 300 and and, and partially what? the reason why the loss is so much is because we now have so many stocks. Well, here's the thing is what I have learned. And again, I'm not like this person, but mm. we should not think about it as something we've lost. We haven't lost that money because it's not, it's just out there in the, in the universe. Right. We haven't lost any money because we haven't, we haven't taken it out yet. Because we haven't taken the money. Yeah. So we just need to say our stock is down right now. So Jeju beer is the number one craft beer in Korea. It is mm. now exporting to France, Germany, and Britain. But yet I don't understand. We need to get somebody on here. To explain to us, like, what's going on <laughs> Ooh, here? We should. Okay, that'd be a good. Let me put my my thinking cap on later. We can. Uh, we'll we'll maybe get someone on to talk about stocks. I wonder and how people, many, well, not all, but Jeju. I wonder how many stocks we need to buy before we can get somebody from Jeju Beer on the company to explain to us what they're doing. I bet <laughs> we could do that. I bet I could find someone. And you know what else would be fun is if we upped our port portfolio port portfolio, <laughs> and we invested in another Jeju company. I don't oh, know what I'll think. Maybe oranges, like like as a commodity. I bet you, yeah. Tangerines no might be on the come on on the the index. Commodity I think we need index. to like throw throw some more <laughs> throw some more of your money over there. Yeah, I think we need to also <laughs> learn about these things. It's, yeah, probably, so, probably. Um, this is why we need. Okay, so for anyone listening, if you know anything and you think you'd be a good guess, or if you could get us a hookup with a yeah. Jeju beer people. Yeah. Give us a shout. If you think you know more about stocks than us, probably <laughs> most likely. Everybody, everybody <laughs> listening right now is like, these two should not own stocks. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. move, let's move. Let's move on. Please. Yeah. Now it's uh, well. We're thinking of JG Beer. Now it's time for JG Dialect. Let's go to that with Ju Young Han, brought to you by GS25 and Junior Moon. 
Man, I can't speak today. I know, both of us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Juju will take over for us. And we're back with another corner of Jeju Dialect with our Sansing Nim Ju Young Han. Thank you so much for being with us for this stupendously popular program, <laughs> Corner Jeju Dialect. How, how are you doing? Good, good. It's really, it's been really hectic, uh, but it's okay. I'm handling it. <laughs> are you still I'm getting talking. a lot of attention for uh, Save Jeju Bada? Is there still a lot of like uh, interviews? Yes, been going? That's yes. What I thought. I've been yeah, asked a lot of yeah interviews and yeah. stuff like that. So it's hard what? to plan that, right? And do cleanups. <laughs> that's really exciting and and pretty impressive how you've you've done that, by the way. Oh, like kudos you. to you. I think about like I I love looking at your Instagram page because it shows how much one person can do okay. if they want to do it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Know, you. So. That's that's the message I want to send out, you know, that you can do it too, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. And everyone should look at uh, Save Jeju Bada's uh, website for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and, you. and everyone can also learn to speak Jeju dialect. <laughs> uh, I'm the so, Segway King. <laughs> fantastic. What do you got for us this week? Oh, so the expression I have for you guys today is something you can use at a school cafeteria, maybe. If the menu is something you like and you want to have it in a large portion, mm -hmm. you can say, Hayoung Jupsa. Hayoung Jupsa. Yes. Hayoung Jupsa. Hayoung Jupsa. Great. Great. Mm -hmm. um, and if, you know, the menu is something you don't like and you don't, you have it just you want to have it just a little bit mm -hmm. you can say uh hokkuman chipsa go ahead daryl <laughs> i was waiting on you <laughs> for you hokkuman 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 chipsa yes so so juju with this does is it do you already have to be in possession of the food or is it being served to you it's like uh, being like the next order of it or what well uh, i think uh, uh you you have to be being served the food okay. you know like uh when you can uh choose whether you want to you you want to have it a lot or small portion of it okay. um like a buffet if somebody is serving food for you mm. you, so you can ask for food like like keep me little or keep me a lot of it, you know, things like that. So like an example would be like manul ha young jupsa. Oh yes, yes. And also you can ask for food, you know, like at a restaurant, you know, like manul or kenip or sangju, you know, the letters, you know, give me a lot of letters. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I'm definitely gonna use that. Like at a gogi restaurant, like when you want. Because I love duanjong, like duanjong, samjong, that kind of stuff. Like. Samjung Hayoung Jupsa. You know, Ooh, my yes. wife is, you know, our former teacher, Sanjung Myeonjung, is completely embarrassed by me now because of our, oh, our lesson. <laughs> You're like showing her up at the restaurants? Because I, no, I say it all the time. I say these words all the time, right? And she's just like, 
and sometimes I don't say it correctly or I'm mm-hmm. a little bit off and it, it tends to get attention, right? <laughs> and she's just like, God damn it, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, have to tell everybody all the time, Nangshim Hapsa and Jake Jiggy Hapsa. That's awesome. That's yeah. nice, though. Yeah. I think the option of uh, at the barbecue restaurant being able mm-hmm. to specifically show off and specifically order, you know, because sometimes it's just they'll give you all the service dishes, mm-hmm. like too much. I don't want all that. I just want, like, mm-hmm. all the good stuff, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know what I decided, you guys, and maybe our listeners could? So I decided that I'm going to be copying um, our lessons into a note on my phone, so that I'm completely prepared to pull it up and mm-hmm. sit out in certain circumstances. Oh, right. nice. That's you know, it's almost, that sounds a lot like, you know, if mm-hmm. someone took the time to put it into a post that they easily and time okay. daily okay. put on Instagram <laughs> that could be easily reviewed. Absolutely, but when I, you know, yes, everybody should look at her Instagram. Okay, we'll move it off from this. Gigi, can, can you do that one more time for us, please? Both of them. Okay. Hayoung Jupsa. Hayoung Jupsa. Yes, sorry. Hokuman Jupsa. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> Get out. I was worried about cutting people off and jumping on their toes then. Those are great ones. Those are yeah. really – I think those are ones that are going to be harder for me to remember because it's completely Jeju dialect, right? Mm-hmm. There's yes. there's nothing in that that I recognize except for maybe yeah. Jup, Jupsa. Is, the Jew is like Juseo. Is that the yes. same? Yeah. Okay. But everything yeah. else, Hayang Jupsa is yeah. Jeju dialect. Hogum Man Jupsa, all Jeju dialect too. Yes. Hogum. That's correct. So hogum means like chogum. It's hokum. Hokum. Yes. Hokum oh. is uh, chogum. Yes. Chogum. Like a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Like a little bit. Okay. Oh, well there. Okay, that even that relates in my head. Okay. Okay. And ha young would be then mani. Yes. Yes. Mani. Perfect. Okay. That's great. Juju, have you been using uh, the Jeju dialect in your private life? Oh, yeah, I, I use it all the time. You do? Actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because some of these words are new even for you, right? Some of the words you've been teaching us, you, you're kind of double-checking or? No, not really. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> you know, like everything I've taught you like so mm-hmm. far is something I use on a daily you know, basis. Sure. So. What, what about writing it down, though? Is that confusing to you? Because I know yeah, when I... Yeah, I, I, I think it's really confusing sometimes because, you know, some people say this and, you know, other people say a little bit differently. And yeah. because it's like, you know, dialect, it's, I don't think it's a correct way, you know, like... To, like an exact yeah. way. As long as it gets the job done verbally, though. <laughs> yeah, because I've had, like, comments about the way I've spelled some of them, mm-hmm. like oh. the previous ones before, and they're like, oh, that's not the way you spell it. And I just go, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's different. It's different. Like, it's it can be, you know, pronounced uh, differently in, you know, like, mm-hmm. according to, you know, based on, like, uh, the, the towns. I guess. Oh, of course. West well, side sense. of Jeju or east side of Jeju, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, sometimes my parents, you know, my, my dad pronounced differently than my, you know, mom. So, I love but, it. But, but they understand each other, right? So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's fun. it's great. Doing mm-hmm. that's a great that that's a, those are great words. I will mm-hmm. comment on how many times I embarrass my wife the next time we we talk. I okay I, over under at least five times is what what I'm betting. <laughs> This this is going to be my one that I really start to get over my shyness. This is going to be the lesson that I'm going to really try to use. I promise. Scout's honor. I think you can, you can, you know, like uh, use that, this, you know, sentence um, whenever you go to a restaurant, right? So Yeah, exactly. And the next time time you're at GS25, you can go to the cashier (laughs) and and ask, are you on Chupsa for more Mekju? Oh, that's the right one. That's right. the one. Good segue, Daryl. Good job, buddy. So, like I said, this has been another corner of Jeju Dialect brought to you by GS25 and Jigmoon. When in Jigmoon? GS25. Peace. So, that was fun. Like I said, when we were, t- you know, I think that's going to be my first. I know I, I, this is shameful, is that I don't, I'm too self-conscious about my Korean accents, my Mm. Korean, you know, like I have not really tried these out, but I truly, truly believe these are two that I could make use of because number one, I eat at a lot of Korean restaurants and old school (laughs) barbecue and like Uh old school soup shops. And I really think I could make like a, you know, that, that could be something easy. It's an easy transition. And second, I just, yeah, man, because I don't want like I said in the in the in the lesson, I don't always want like all the million trillion sides that you sure. thankfully get at a Korean restaurant. Yeah. So I think it'll be nice to be able to uh, specifically be like just more of this one, please. Yeah. What a waste! I always worry about that at these restaurants, right? Yeah. I know, I know, and I'm kind of picky about my kimchi like I I'm pretty picky about my kimchi like there's a winter and then there's a summer and I have this thing I really don't like my kimchi to be too um fishy and Uh, the winter one the winter one they use the shrimp and I'm just not a fan of that one when you go to like a jeju Mm. like pork restaurant do you like the jeju sauce that they have sometimes at some of them like it's this they put it in the middle. It's like in a metal cup. They put it in the middle no, of the frying pan. No, that's a big no for me. That's oh, a, really? No, that, that's, it's pure fish. It's, it's, like you're, it's, like, it's like you're dipping your delicious, juicy pork into um, a, a mashed up fish. Can it, no, can that's it? a no. And it, no, that's not, no. I love that. Can I tell you a secret, oh, though? Oh, God. And you go home with your wife after that, putting that in your mouth? That's a no. <laughs> can I tell, <laughs> tell you a secret? Yeah, I'm a little scared though. I hate, hate gochujang. Hate it. We're gonna lose. Really? We're gonna lose. Li- I just. Anyway. I was just like, yeah, we're already. <laughs> well, okay, but I, that's okay. That's okay because it's like well, a, I, I feel bad saying like that because everyone looks at me like, whoa, what do you mean you hate it? You don't I like it. I do not like I, it. I I also don't like it, but I it's the first time I ever had it. I was on a fishing boat and I was. Uh, uh, eating live squid uh, and you know they were like oh put it in there and I had this bad experience where it got stuck in my throat and I thought I was gonna die and and then that sort of became this association so sure, I don't like it different. either that's different well, <laughs> I don't like the taste either I think yeah. it's a weird taste I'm not a big fan of it I don't yeah. like people well, just... because of it and yeah <laughs> we just lost yeah okay we've lost we everybody lost our... yeah. Yeah, okay so well this brings us to like the main topic is and well, fish, I, fish brings fish. us to the main topic of the henyo. henyo. All right, well, we talk about yet another good segue. <laughs> a lot, right? And we that, do because it's it, important. Yeah, it, it is important. But um, 
also because I'm I'm doing research about it and I've been inundated with it all the time because my hopefully my article will come out which is about the U.S. military looking right. into the genetics of Henyo to solve hypo like issues of hypothermia, right? Fascinating, fascinating. It's really cool. I've, I've oh, we'll get to that, but doing the research about the Henyo, I've come across the fact that like almost every day there's an article in the news about Henyo. Every what? day there's something. There's like, there's something like here, here in, in Korea. In, in Jeju or, newspapers, or, in Jeju newspapers. Oh, well, right. I mean, it's just, okay, that makes more sense. I, th- I was yeah. like, really? But yeah, okay. So yeah. is there like something special that just happened? Well, like today, today, I mean, it was, uh, I just saw right beforehand, somebody drove a car to, no. off of, uh, on Udo, no. they drove their car, a tourist drove a car off of Udo into like where the area where Henyo like harvest in the, yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. It made me, oh, it was, it's Udo. Oh, do you know that? Do you know that? And I don't want to name names, but you and I are oldies but goodies. And mm-hmm. uh, do you do you not remember the the Udo the incident with a foreigner? Oh yeah, now do I remember do. that. Yeah, do you remember that. So as soon as you said that, I was like, "What? That's crazy!" Because that was some years ago. But you remember that foreigner that we know that drove uh, <laughs> into also drove into the ocean? Yeah. Um, oh no, that do. that Udo. Yeah, that's an infamous. Uh, that, yeah. That's a whole. There's a whole legend around that. Uh, anyways, let's not yeah, talk anyway, about that. Right. But did it do like damage to the or was the no. article like in depth? It was very short. It just happened today. No, it was just and like it I just don't fell think it right in. Two Nobody people in the car, hard. people got out. The car is still there in the water. Oh, Who knows the damage it did to the reef? Like to That's, the, what, I, that's yeah. what I was wondering. We don't know yeah. the extent of, yeah, okay. But something cool that I, I learned about was that like like two days ago, Jeju uh, City announced it for the second half of this year that it had accepted 32 annual applications for retirement. Oh. So 30, yeah, retirement oh. uh, allowance. I, I got excited. Right. So the, it, it sounds a little confusing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not what I thought it was. No. So say that one more time, Daryl. They have accepted for this year, second half of 2021, 32 applications from Henios for retirement allowances. So what this is, is like a, a program. Pension. Exactly. It's a oh. program that started in 2019 to encourage Henio above the age of 80 to retire in order oh, to good. prevent accidents at sea. Right? Seems reasonable. Like nobody should be working at it. Well, unless they want. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, okay. because it's it's That's not a just like subject. I'm like, oh yeah. It's not a job you're sitting down for. It's quite. No, it's it's yeah. It's dangerous, well, right? If so they, they make not, not to be crude, mm-hmm. but if a henio makes it to eighty, that's pretty. Yeah. Not, and I don't mean that in any, you know, mm-hmm. tongue-in-cheek sort of way. I mean seriously. Yeah. Um, okay, so they so this year alone they accepted thirty two new applicants. The second half of this year, so that means that's thirty two oh, annuals oh. who will retire, and they will be given some sort of money. I couldn't figure out what it was, but according okay. to an old article I found from when the program started, um, yeah. they get a uh, it was they were dispensing about three hundred thousand won a month for three years after retirement, which is not a lot of money. But no, three, but like, I guess yeah. Like I it, assume most Henyo own their own home at this point and stuff. So three hundred, yeah. okay. And and they're quite. They probably have a savings. They're frugal. Uh, generally, it's, I hope uh, so. Yeah. Well, I just. I mean, like, I mean, just based on the does, Korean elderly yeah. Korean women, uh, yeah. women I've met, most of them are. Honest, so, Daryl, in my opinion, everybody deserves a, a retirement fund, you know, mm-hmm. like if they're saving it themselves or or the government. But who is paying this fund? Are we as taxpayers? 
uh, paying into this or is it a uh, government is just pulling, you know, like, do you know? I'm pretty sure it's just like from our tax paying money, okay. right? Like, gladly first, give it. I'll gladly yeah. give it. Yeah, but this is on top of like, so I said this was for the second half of the year. There was 33 applicants and only 32 got accepted. I want to know why, like. The one didn't get accepted? <laughs> no, you can't maybe, retire. Maybe she withdrew her application, but now, now I'm super curious, like why they're like, not you, not you yet. Yeah. Not you, because in the first half of the year, I think the number was about 180 that were accepted for this program, right? So at the first half, and now the we're adding and attacking another. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, but wow, we so in this year alone, we're gonna lose a massive amount of Henjo. Justin Jeju, she. This isn't Sogipo. <gasps> Right, a lot just for the one. Okay. Yeah, and the so wow. the thing is, right in January, the Jeju City released numbers for just the the north side of the island that there was two thousand one hundred and forty one Hanyo last year in two thousand and twenty two thousand one hundred forty one Hanyo, and say um, two thousand four hundred and forty one Hanyo as of the last count as of the last count last year. Right. Okay. And that's and now a drop. we're at. A that was a drop of 4.5% yes. from the 2019, the year before. Right. 100 right. Henyo disappeared, right. retired, death, or death, relocation. Yeah. Those are the reasons why the given for and the drop. And then now, yet now another. The, yeah. And, they, these are the, and these are only the ones that we are saying numbers that are getting retirement funds. We don't know other Henyo that haven't applied for this funds or, the, no, you know what I mean? Like, so that's, a, that's a, yeah, this is literally just a government, you mm. know, number. All and right. according to the government, there's 333 Henyo who are in their eighties uh, as of two uh, for, for, for last year. So those thir wow. 333 are people who could be eligible for the, this retirement allowance and the oldest, the eldest Henyo is 91 years old, active working Henyo, 91. Hey, wow. Yeah. Wow. How, how many Henyo are in their forties? I want, oh, I want I'm going to, gonna, guess. okay. My 30s, guess, okay. 30s, no thirties. How the, many Henyo oh, in the thirties? Well, if I remember correct, cause I remember meeting the youngest Henyo, I, what, like two, right? Two? Four. Is that crazy? Four, four on Jejushi. In Jejushi. Four on Jejushi. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, Wow. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, and, and like, so I'm, I want to keep looking into like just seeing the yeah. everyday articles that come up because it's just, it gives them more context and explains, it demystifies it too. It continues to again, demystify yes. the profession, right? right? Which yeah. is something that I think we strive to do here on the podcast is again, mm -hmm. we're not, these are, these are real people. These are mm -hmm. a real job. I mean, we say it quite a bit. This is not mm -hmm. some magical thing. This is somebody just doing their job. But then, I did but my wow, interview, geez. right? And oh, I spoke yeah. to a geneticist about this. Yeah. And uh, she... Geneticist is, about the hyperthermia? She's, or the, the, gene, the geneticist is looking into... She's part of that. She's with she's part of that, the so Naval, okay. the Office of Naval Research. And she's also researching, working to see if there's a genetic uh, difference among Henyo. Like if there's a genetic single sing, single among them that makes them okay. different. Like I mentioned before, so cool. she had done research before on the Bajau and found out they have a spleen that's 50% larger right. than the regular population. Right. So one of the right. things that we may find out is, is or not, is there a such, is yeah. is, if there's a similar yeah. spleen issue or issue or difference or you know, maybe something with the skin or find other 
uh, things of Elton things. that may have. <laughs> I like I like our word. Other yeah. things. There's things. other things. Yeah. I'm... Well, so if our listeners don't exactly aren't exactly following us, I mm-hmm. we had a really cool episode twelve. Go back and listen to it because Daryl and I had a really cool conversation mm-hmm. based on his interview um, with a scientist. Yeah. So mm-hmm. definitely go listen, and then you'll know more about this. It's really fascinating. Really, and I'm. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me. I've actually been thinking about this a lot. It's amazing to me that these studies are just now being done. Don't you think that's like, not, okay, okay, let me just rephrase that. You know, the U.S. military wants to know more about hypothermia. So there's a mission behind that. But if we, scientists in general, Henyo are really, it's really interesting what their bodies can do mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So for me, it, it seems these studies are coming in late, coming in hot and coming in late. That's interesting because there, there were quite a few uh, studies done before on different like, things, but, right? But, like on their to, cold but, adaptation, on what, like their ability to withstand cold. There were these done okay, before. Okay. This but, is good to know. Um, but to this extent, like... Not based on the genetics. This is the first one. Based on the done. genetics. But okay, that could so also do with like, okay. the his, like with the ability of where science has gotten as of... Okay, the, like, okay. As also okay. been able to... You know, that kind of stuff yeah, too, that's true. right? Okay, okay. And the reason why that the military is more interested in the Henyo now, and this is something that she, the, the researcher told me. Her name is uh, Melissa Iardo. And she told me that the Henyo, of all the divers that she has studied, the Henyo dive in the coldest water. Out of, oh, and has she studied a lot of Henyo? A lot of different or divers? a lot of divers, sorry. Well, she's, she is, uh, I, I assume so. Divers is kind of her thing. No, um... I don't think she went to Russia, okay. but of those, it's the, but it is of the coldest water that she, cause it okay. goes down to like wow. 11 yeah. degrees, right? Like it goes yeah. cold in yeah. the winter. Yeah. And she, it, so I, I completely didn't even think about that. I just assumed no. like Henyo, right? But yeah. where else do they dive? That's really cold. Do they dive in the winter in, in Russia, other places? Though? Right. Well, right? I mean, yeah. Like, do uh, yeah they dive I don't know. While pregnant. Like these are things that may affect one's genetics over time. Uh. Wow. Is she based here in uh, Jeju? Utah. She's based in Utah? Well, no, no. She's a, that's where she is, where I spoke to her oh, from. But, okay. like, she, she's a researcher, she, right? She's yeah, been so here. she's all over. Yeah, mm. she's been here to do some of this stuff, to all do over. some wow. of her like, experience okay. and stuff a while ago. Hopefully, she, yeah. her paper will come out, hopefully, by the end of the year is what she's, she told me. Um, okay. Look, and I asked her, like, so I get the hypothermia, but why is the military interested in, like, genetics of the Henyo? And Mm -hmm. she said to me, if we understand the limits of the human body, then we can understand how we do the things that we can do. Sure, absolutely. Which is absolutely. And and the reason why some of these studies are happening now and why the military is interested is because of uh, global warming. The Arctic is melting and it's becoming like a new theater of war with um, Russia's building up there. China's trying to get up there. America's, right? Like, so these are, like, it's the uh, new trade routes. Yeah. And there's, like, 30% of the world. Claiming the land, hey? Yeah. 30% of the world's untapped gas resources are in the Arctic. Well, so, that, okay. That's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool update. That's, I really, I've, I've actually, 
I haven't seen anyone because we're on like level four here. And, and <laughs> but I've like just in passing, I've been like, so did you listen to episode twelve? Because it was really, it was really because we we talked about with the scientist the interview mm. you had, and then we had like Brian Miller who like you know is a photographer mm. and stuff like that. So it was just one of those episodes that I when we finished it, I was just like, damn, that was good. Yeah, really, really good. So I, I hope yeah. this one seemed is like such a good follow up <laughs> as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna post the article on t- when okay. it, when it, whenever it comes out. Hopefully, it'll come okay. out soon. Um, okay. And yeah, it's it was a lot of fun to put it together. A lot of work. I called the museum. I had to get stuff from the Henio Museum too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'll, I'll yeah, keep this doing will be cool. this. Okay. I'll keep looking into the Henio. Oh, the other You're thing. You're gonna be an expert sooner sooner rather than later. Yeah. What? A, no. There's another thing. Um, next next month, the Henio Festival is being held. Stop it. I've never been. Yeah, at the Henio Museum, the next from September 17th to 19th, uh, the annual, the 14th annual Jeju Henio Festival is being held. I'm there. Which is pretty cool. Um, I don't understand well, I wonder a thing they're there, doing. Yeah. <laughs> the, one of the events is a children's Henio water buffalo challenge. Sure, no idea. Sure. No idea. No idea. No. Uh, no. <laughs> When I was doing, when I do work um, with the Jeju government for the various festivals that they do, yeah. and uh, I'll do a lot of like translation work and um, or, or or clarification, if you will, of the translation work. Yeah. But some of the things that get sent to me, I'm like, um, uh, <laughs> could you just? Why don't you just tell me exactly what's going to happen mm. when someone walks up to the table and you have to like they like run through it? I'm like, oh, I see, I see, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so, you're gonna take your? Are you gonna take Aurora? Uh, maybe. I mean, I go to a lot of stuff. Well, this is better than yeah. going to like some of the tourist traps. I yeah. go to yeah, that you've been. Yeah, we're not gonna even, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be maybe if yeah. we go, we can maybe talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, sure. let's, on, let's it'll be on on, It's online and offline, okay. but I would like to go if you've never been to the yeah. museum. It's a cool place. I, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, um, let's put it on the calendar. Sure. Now let's go talk to somebody who knows actually more about Henio than both of us combined. Uh, George, yeah. who is a longtime former. Resident, resident, soon to be on his way back. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we get to see him in person. Um, Joe, Joey Rosatano. Joey Rosatano. Let's go to that now. Ladies and gentlemen, now with us, all the way from the sunny shores of Greece, is Joey Rosatano, an independent researcher and a former longtime resident of Jeju Island, who has produced. Uh, Jeju Highland, Jeju Highland, Jeju Island Henyo, a user's manual, which is a book that's available now, I believe, right? Is that correct, Joey? Would people can still get that? Yeah, that's right. And he's also got a photography book out called Spirits that also accompanies a documentary by the same name, which is about Jamin. Jamin, what's wrong with me? Who's Jamin? Yeah, this is, this is, we're struggling with this intro. Rhymes with uh, shaman, Shamanism. Maybe. Yeah. Shaman and Jamin. Excellent. Uh, so it's about yeah. the book and the documentary about Jeju document. shamanism, Jeju, which Joey's Jeju an expert on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so thank you for being with us. Uh, you're in Greece. I'm in Jeju and Sagipo. Alexis is in uh, Jeju Shi, not to divulge your secret location. Um, <laughs> uh, but again, thank you for being with us. How are you? Yeah, How thanks, is Joey? Greece? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in this uh, beautiful city called Ioannina. 
And uh, that's a lot of vowels to start out a name with. Uh, the locals call it Yanina, and uh, it's a beautiful uh, mountain city in northern nice. Greece. Uh, there's a big lake in the middle of the city, quite a large lake, and uh, there's mountains uh, surrounding the city on all sides. That sounds nice. And I'm doing, yeah. It's nice. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Mm. So Except what for are you doing not. there? Very Except hot. for it's not, it's hot. <laughs> it's very hot. Yeah, it's it's a bit off the beaten track, and I take it that it's actually not supposed to be hot here, but it's a weird summer. Oh, There's all these mm -hmm. fires in Greece and mm -hmm. yeah, you know, global warming or whatever uh, mm -hmm. is the cause. It's it's been steaming, yeah. Right. So why'd you Joey, why'd you pick that town in Greece? Was it's it purposeful? By, I am uh, following a team of archaeologists for my new book. And hey. uh, it's, it's near the archaeological sites uh, that these people work on. So that's why I chose here. Yeah. Oh, very You're always cool. a cool guy. You're always cool. How long have you been there for then? It's been uh, five weeks, five or six weeks, something like that. Okay, very cool. And when, how long do you plan to, to be there for? I'm leaving tomorrow, actually. Oh. So ah. this, this, is, this is kind of the end. Yeah. Are you coming back to the island? I'm on my, I've been on my way back to Jeju for about a year. <laughs> In this really weird route. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a chance that I'll fly back to Jeju in a few days. There's, mm -hmm. or to Seoul to do the quarantine. Yeah. There's a chance that uh, I will uh, be in the UK and there's a chance that I might stay here. So it's really kind of up in the air. Just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. COVID man is messing with all of us right yeah, exactly exactly yeah. yeah so let's let's get into why we'd like to, to speak to you today which is about jeju shamanism which is probably how we first kind of came into to contact too many many years ago so i don't think a lot of our listeners or maybe even a lot of people on jeju know that jeju has its own religion its own shamanism can you explain a little bit uh to start off with what is it what is jeju shamanism right right yeah so I, I always think like if, if there was someone who was like a Hindu and they came to Jeju Island, they would be able to understand shamanism within 15 minutes of being there. Uh, oh. If you had to describe the religion to them. If someone was Catholic, it might take a year. And if someone is Protestant, it might take a couple years or longer, depending on uh, how open-minded uh, <laughs> you know, they are. But uh, so, so why I say Hinduism, it's, 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 uh, a polytheism that is common in all the Asian and European countries. So Jeju Island's religion shamanism is a type of shamanism that's specific only to Jeju, but it's related to all of the shamanic practices in the surrounding, uh, you know, countries like Shintoism in Japan and the, you know, the ancient religions of China and on in down into India and across Eurasia. Mm -hmm. Wow. And okay. So and this is the religion of 18,000 gods, is it not? That's right. That's something that has been said about Jeju shamanism, but that actually refers to the descendants of a particular god mm -hmm. who has, you know, been said through the generations to have had 18,000 descendants. But it's not, it's not meant to be a specific number of Jeju gods. It's, mm -hmm. it's another way of saying many. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, yeah, you, you, you find these numbers in other religions too, you know, right. you know 88,000 jinns or something like that. What, what it really means is many gods. Mm -hmm. So what, what is it? Can you, can you go through some of the stories, explain to us how the practice works? 
Yes. Yeah, so with Jeju Island shamanism, there, uh, you know, I like to describe it as um, there are. Okay, so there's a pantheon <laughs> with many gods, obviously. Mm. Okay, and uh, there's kind of three levels of gods. Uh, there's the higher gods that could be kind of considered almost like uh, Old Testament gods. They're kind of like the gods that uh, were here before humans came into existence or that have to do with like, you know, uh, you know, early human life. And they're kind of like the primordial gods, like the earth goddess or the sky god or the god of the sea, this type of thing. The, the creation of gods. Yeah. The creation gods. Yeah. Then in the middle, there are shrine gods and there are shrines all around Jeju Island that can be found in every village that uh, all of us have seen, you know, passing through the villages and on hikes or exploring. Um, and in those shrines live the gods that protect each village on Jeju Island. And each village can have two or three, even up to five or seven shrines within each village, and different gods live in each shrine that have different functions. One god might be there uh, to do the accounting for the people who die in the village and to report to the sky god and up, up the echelon of gods uh, you know, to to give notice that the spirit in that village needs to be taken away, you know, by the Korean, <laughs> by the Jeju Grim Reaper and other gods like that. Another shrine in a village uh, might be uh, to help in childbirth. Uh, another shrine in the village might be aimed towards, uh, you know, uh, skin disease or eye disease or other types of diseases like that. Can you have as many shrines as you want in a village? Like, is it just up to the village what they're going to do? Or is there like a limit to these shrines? Well, the shrines are, uh, they're historical. Their founding uh, corresponds to different miraculous events that happened okay. in the village. Okay. So, for example, a place like Hamdok uh, might have like 12 different shrines. You know, yeah. it, it's always been a big village with many neighborhoods. And, you know, there's lots of legends about that place. Okay. And there's just, uh, you know, the population needed more shrines to service all of the people who live there. So you get as many shrines as a miracles or something special has occurred in that village. Uh, yeah, there could be, but... You would have it would have to pass uh, kind of the litmus test to <laughs> <coughs> to pass into the shamanic lore. So okay. a shaman okay. would have to pay attention to the shrine and would have to recognize the god and and add the god into the pantheon and start telling a myth about that god. But okay. that type of the idea of a new shrine coming into existence could be something that only happens once every hundred years or more than that. It's very rare. It's a very mm. rare circumstance. I was under the impression that they sort of, these shrines sort of tell the story of the town, right? Like you would have one right. that would be in a Henyo village and that one of those shrines would be, or the god at that shrine would have to do with like protecting people at sea Ocean, and that kind of right, stuff. Right. Is that correct? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so all of the village's lore, in, including, okay, so let's talk about the types of myths, but all of the myths and histories of the village that are oral histories, oral myths memorized by the townspeople and the shaman are contained within the shrine. Um, they're not physically there, but in a way they're physically there because when people visit the shrine, they think about those histories and the shamans, when they go there, they recite those histories and they recite the myths 
and people in the village um, are exposed to their mythology, which is like their village identity in these ceremonies that take place at the shrines, which, which some of the things that they're saying are myth and other things are historical facts, you know? And sometimes there's gray areas between, but usually not. Usually what is myth and what pertains to religion that's inside of the shamanic chants is designated as myth, and the other part is designated as village history. So these are the center of the villages, and they contain uh, the village identity within there, the village founding, the village history, and wow. they usually pertain to the ancestry of the village as well. Everything, just your ability to hold all that knowledge in is fascinating. But you know what? While you're talking about that, I was thinking about how you have such like this storage in your head, but then it reminded me of a story you told me, or you just told me this a long time ago, about how those the one shaman for the village has to start training so young because all the what you were just talking about that's all done by memory. If you if I remember that correct, is that it, right, Joey? It, like that's crazy. It's almost ununderstandable. It, right, it, right. Each shaman has to memorize about uh, 30 hours of myths, okay? Wow. And these aren't just the myths of their island. It's one religion, you know? So this is, uh, it's not just the myths of their village. It's also the myths of the whole island. Okay. So it's about 30 hours of material. But then there's the extra material that I'm specifically interested in. And that's the type of material that was added later that came from people's personal experiences in the village. And those are also like uh, miracles that happened at the shrine or, uh, you know, um, things to do with uh, uh, the massacres, things to do with the war, you know, other things that are attached to the shrine that aren't necessarily inside of the midst. Okay. The shamans know all of that as well. So it, Unbelievable. it's Unbelievable. And it's all it's oral. Even. It's an oral tradition, it's, right? Like these It's an oral tradition. Down. Crazy. Yep. So tell Ouch. me if I'm wrong about this. I, I And look, it's been a while since I... I've read this or I looked it up to become one of these shaman. It's that you have to find like a tool or something in the forest, in the field. And if you find this tool, then like, Oh, you're destined to be a shaman. Now you got to become a shaman is I'm trying to remember what the tool was or what it, am I correct in that? I thought it was handed down. That that's an interesting story because that, Something like that did happen to Grandma O in Sewa Village, who passed away a couple years ago. She was Jeju's oldest shaman, and she was not from a uh, a shamanic lineage. Mm-hmm. She she uh, did indeed walk into a field, and she met. I don't know that she found a tool, but she met the former shaman of the village in the field, and he told her, "You're the one." And she started <laughs> training. Wow. 35, year, 35 years old, which is really, really old to do I, such a thing. Be careful you keep, when you go for walks and gym. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait. I have a question. Did she literally meet a, a human or she met the ghost of the... No, no. She met a human. She okay. Met, I just, she just, wanted, the, just wanted to clear uh, that up. Okay. The, <laughs> the head shaman in the village didn't have, uh, because of the massacres and the war and displacement and all that, they didn't have a protege to come up. So oh, he was on the hunt. He was looking. And she did it. And it's, it's, it's a wild thing to do at such I, an advanced age. Right. That's crazy. And did she later in her years, cause you, I, 
you are, and if anyone reads your books, they'll come to know, but you actually became really good friends with uh, a lot of the shamans around the village. Did she ever uh, complain about this gift she was given? Uh, no, because uh, Grandma O, this lady, she, uh, she was, uh, her personality, she used to be the prettiest girl in the village when she was younger. Okay. And she's very popular, and everybody there, the Hanyo, everybody loved her. In fact, they okay. wouldn't let her retire. She was 94 and still doing oh. shamanic ceremonies. And she oh really my. gloated. She gloated about the attention. And every time okay. I went to her house, she showed it off to the whole village. You know, he's come here to interview me. He's come, you know. <laughs> and uh, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. In her case, um, now other shamans, yes, they feel uh, cursed. Uh, some uh -huh. shamans don't like the fact that they have to recite three-hour-long yes. myths. It's a burden. Yes. It's, a burden. it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, yeah, that is a funny. See, and this is why, Joey, this is why this is, this is just going to be like the first of our interviews with you, because I swear the next time we interview, I just want to like hear these stories at, you know, like three crazy stories, but sure, yeah. Sure, sure. I just I imagine walking down the, like I, like I'm taking, you know, going to work or, you're you know, picking strawberries. The just, <laughs> you're the one. Yeah. Take the trash out. You're there. You're the one. What do you and mean? You're like, the well, one? All right. It's, an it's, it's intense. And you're also obligated to, for all the ceremonies, like to be a shaman, all the ceremonies, but you're also, um, I don't know, Joey, if I'm going to use the right word, the healer of the village, or you're in charge of praying for the yeah, healing. I mean, so you're called for everything. Shaman shamanism is all about healing. Uh, you know, the, the, the shaman, they're really shamanic priests. Uh, they're the same as a village priest in Europe. You know, they have to preside yes, over okay. funerals, over births, birth blessings, mm. uh, you know. Moving events, into new homes. Moving into new homes, different events in the village. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's and, you know, one thing that they do that um, they kind of split uh, the responsibilities with the Buddhist monks in the villages Oh. Is kind of psychological counseling and and psychological rituals that they do with people who are afflicted either emotionally or physically in the villages. And this this isn't like someone breaks their leg and they go to a shaman. It's not like that. I mean, oh, okay. they, they're okay. fully incorporated into modern medicine. Jeju shamans, traditional Jeju shamans. I don't know about the fortune tellers in the rest of Korea, but... Okay. They they have a responsibility, um, especially for the psychological and emotional well being of the people who visit them for rituals. So it's very it's very much the tone of like a, of a priest in Ireland or something like a village a village yeah, priest. Yeah, That's the, it's there for a everything. a little bit more mystery around it with like possession and ghosts and stuff. But then again, there is in Catholicism too, and in in places like Wales or Ireland or Saints you know, and, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's very yeah. similar in many ways in tone to that joey you mentioned fortune sorry daryl you joey you mentioned fortune tellers but i always assumed are you talking about like someone i could go to to get my numbers right i always assumed they were the shaman yeah like, jeju, jeju has its own system of fortune telling which is really okay. interesting and we could talk about that for but an that's hour not, more, but yeah, not it's, that's it's, not oh it's separate from like the corner shop with the flags on the pole and everything okay Okay, now, those type of shamans, a lot of them are doing probably with with Korea's lack of like counseling services. They're yes. probably doing a, a needed uh, 
you know, type of, of uh, you know, they're doing something that plays a role in the society for sure. It's a fascinating point. There's a lot of point. room for corruption there. Yeah. 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 Right, right. That's a fascinating point to talk about the role they actually play, not just as priests, but also as like psychological support, especially for a place like Jeju that has experienced so much hardship. Now, right. I'm curious, how many, do you know how many practitioners are there are? Uh, of of shaman, Jeju, Jeju shaman. shaman. Yeah. I believe around, uh, there are around 60 left, I think. 60, maybe 60 individuals. 60 believers or 60 like people who are pra- like so- 60 shaman. shamans. 60, 60 shamans. 60 shamans. Uh, but how many religion, like how many believers are there? How many people? Good question. Uh-huh. It, it's hard to say, Daryl, because the, um, there's overlap with Buddhism and, and yeah. Jeju Buddhism and Jeju shamanism is mixed together. So, you know, and then the Catholics on Jeju, do they practice shamanism? Often they do, you know, yes, they uh, most, definitely, yeah. 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 So it's hard to say, but I guess uh, most of the rural people, so whatever the rural population is of Jeju, plus some of the people who have been transplanted into the cities uh, still visit their home villages. Mm-hmm. To do that, so yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to say. I, I, I imagine it would be approximately the number of elderly people on the island. Right, because that was a, a, a leading question to get to the <laughs> next one, which is that the religion is, like so much on the island, dying. Is it not? Yeah, I, yeah it is. Um, yeah, it now. Okay, so it's changing as well. It's it's not only dying, it's changing. For example, uh, when I was doing research, um, sometimes I met families who had young children who came to the countryside to have a ritual done uh, by their parents shaman by their parents villages shaman. And that shaman would do, you know, a day-long ritual dedicated to um, young Jinguk grandmother, which is like the kind of highest uh, grandmother goddess figure in Jeju, and she heals children and is responsible for childbirth. And the people from the city wouldn't, they would respond emotionally to the ritual, which is very intense, Uh, a lot of dancing, a lot of like... um, intense things happening as far as like the shamans pushing them to open up emotionally, you know, and expressively. Um, But the people who came in from the city, they wouldn't really know uh, what was happening in the ritual. They wouldn't really know, uh, you know, which gods were being called or what the process was. Mm. So you, you've got a situation where some, some people from the younger generations participate, but they don't really know what's uh fully going on what's going on yeah sure sure yeah, I, yeah. but that's true and not just of jj's religion Every, i'm assuming yeah. well, even any, over... any religion <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah. to say there, there are new shamans there are four or five uh young shamans that are apprenticing so Very cool. i was just about to yeah. ask that uh is that something that's still it is still happening then Oh but yeah, not on oh, a yeah. not on a level yeah. that it should and, be. And and you'd be very entertained that a lot of these shamans will listen to recordings on MP3s or on their phone. I mean, they're learning in a different way, you know, yeah. how to how to memorize the myths and yeah, and, wow. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I'm not uh, surprised by that. To be honest with you, a lot of people have these weird ideas uh, or these Western ideas that just because they're shaman or monks or whatever or Amish or what have you, they have to be 
like technology technologically deprived or something like that. But no, like they have they have the latest iPhones too, just like anybody else. <laughs> yeah, they all do. Everybody does. You know? Yeah. It's... Now, do you have any stories about uh, when you were researching about trying to find some of these shrines that you'd like to share? Mm, yeah, I, um, you know, when, when I first started, uh, you know, going to the shrine rituals, mm -hmm. I, I would just kind of show up on my own, you know, um, at like 4am or 3am before the, the sun came up. And, uh, yeah, it was really, um, exhilarating and really mysterious, uh, a little bit like, uh, frightening, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. And then, uh, you know, people there kind of embraced me and I started uh, visiting everybody in the village and kind of learning everybody's stories. And it became more normalized for me over time. You know, uh, like I, I feel like I can see the religion from the inside more. But in the early days, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, I remember uh, I went to this one place. Uh, there are two Grandma O shamans, but the other Grandma O shaman from Hado Village I went to visit uh, her shrine. That was the first ceremony I went to. And it was early in the morning. And uh, inside the shrine, it was so dark, you could barely see anything. There was just candlelight. And uh, there were all these old ladies sitting around. And I realized every single person in there was about blind. And they couldn't oh. see that I was a foreign person, you know. So uh, the ceremony had started. Oh. And finally, a younger woman comes in, like probably mid-40s or something. And she said, hey, where are you from? What are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> and instead of saying, I want to take a photograph of the altar, I said, I want to take a, photo, uh, a photograph of the eggs, right? Keran instead of Keran, right? Yeah. And the whole place went crazy and they laughed up, laughed. And then Grandma O, the shaman who I knew, she said, oh, that American has come. Okay. Da, da, you know. And, and, uh, but, uh, but I went to visit her uh, a lot, a lot. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it started out uh, very mystical, and then it became uh, more normal for me over time. Well, you, when you're talking about, like, how it just became part of your life, I actually remember being with you, like, the nights before you would go out, and you would be, like, avoiding pork or you would not be drinking or I can't say exactly but there would be times because you were going to go visit uh the, sh the the place the special place so you weren't you wouldn't do certain things the night before to make sure you were pure and clean right that's right don't yeah. mess around with taboos yeah you know yeah, yeah, don't yeah. mess around with taboos <laughs> like it, it it whether whether you believe in uh kind of spiritual things or not it just seems like it just seems like a bad idea, yeah. So I would abstain from whatever taboos that the villages uh, had, yeah. You know, you know had, it, yeah. It really became a part of your life. It was just a very normal. It was just like, oh, I'm tomorrow, and no one, you know, Joey would be like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to this ceremony. Everyone would be like, cool, 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 because we all knew yeah. we were like, all right, cool. That's that's what he does. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, when I visit the shrines and things like that, I, I have a feeling, you know, that comes. I have like a, a spiritual feeling just because I've heard all the songs and talk with the, the people so much that I get a yeah. bit of that, you know, I get a yeah. bit of like the, the emotion attached to it. Yeah. So now, now, as we get to the, like closer to the end of the interview, I'm curious about why shamanism, like why did you decide, what was it about Good this question. that you decided to throw yourself into it? Yeah. I, I studied anthropology in school, which probably has, has uh, something to do with my ability to get in there and kind of uh, do the work. And, mm -hmm. but as far as like getting, 
turned on the shamanism. It was really random. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say the story quickly, but I was uh, in Shichang uh, in City Hall, downtown Jeju City, and there was a bar that I would go to often. And in the bar, uh, there were three or four people who had graduated film school in Seoul, but they had never made a film. And so we started talking and I said, hey, you guys should make a film. You should make a film. And we decided to do a film about grandma stories, just uh, interesting stories that old Jeju grandmas would tell. I and remember started, that. Yeah. Yeah. We started doing that film. And, mm. then, uh, and then during that filming process, I kind of transitioned to shamanism because I saw it firsthand and it, yeah. it became interesting to me. Okay. <sighs> So where can, if, if people want to learn more about shamanism, where can they go, Joey? They can go to uh, paganswear.com, uh, mm -hmm. which uh, is my blog. It's mostly content about Jeju Island. Mm -hmm. um, my photo book is available on Gumroad. It's called Spirits, the Story of Jeju Island Shamanic Shrines. And they, they could search by my name as well and, and, and mm -hmm. find it that way. And then uh, they can, yeah. yeah, they can watch the film as well. So yeah. if, if you want to get really into it, go to the blog. Uh, yeah, I would highly suggest people go to the blog. It's high quality, I, lots of good yeah. stuff. There are lots of great photos too. Uh, and we'll link to it like uh, Alexis said. Um, and where can, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they get a hold of you? If they want uh, to they you? can they can message me uh, through the blog. I think the email is there. Perfect. So pagansvr.com and then just uh, I'm just curious. Like if people wanted to stalk you, where, yeah. where could they go, Joey? There, I have Instagram too. It's on it's on Instagram. There's pagansvr. If you want to stalk me, stalk me yes. from the Eoanina Greece. So. All right. I'm great. there. Thank you, Joey. It's been great talking to you. This has been really, really interesting. Um so nice to see your face. Yeah. Good to see you guys too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. We'll have you on again. And, um, yeah, please. start, start picking your stories. Start picking the crazy stories, please. Yeah. Put them in a okay, file. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 uh, I'll put out a few and, uh, Good. yeah. Yeah. Good. There's plenty of stuff, <laughs> I'm so. looking forward to that one. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, safe flight tomorrow, wherever you end up going or not yeah. or not. We'll, we'll, right. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right, perfect. Thanks again. It was good talking Thanks, to you. Thanks, Joey. Ciao. Thanks, guys. And that's been another episode of Me, You, and Jeju. But before we go, I'd like to take the opportunity to thank Joey one more time for coming on. Thank you. That was great. It's it's always good to talk to you. On a personal note, it's been a while since uh, Joey and I have been able to get together and just jaw at each other, go back and forth about the ins and outs of Jeju. But his knowledge on Jeju Shaman in, in particular is quite in depth and there's there's few people that I've met who can you know rival him in that particular area now music is by Jason Lisko art Sarah Hodgkiss my co-host is Alexis Joy and I'm Daryl Coote and until next time Meng Shemhapsa Hapsa